ESPN FC Daily, Kay Murray and LME here with you. And we got our first extra time and our first penalties too in the game between Japan and Croatia. It is Croatia who advance. Luis Miguel Echigaray, you seem a little bit upset by this. Just smash him. I hate these stutter steps. I hate these walk-ups. Just smash it. Just Alan Shearer. It's so annoying and frustrating. Anyway, that's for another day, Kay Murray. Obviously, you don't ever want to, especially if you're part of the national team, you ever want to lose on penalties. But I think experience, once again, proved to be Croatia's strongest point. Um, not a very good penalty shootout uh, journey for both sides, specifically Japan, but all credit to Croatia. They knew what they had to do and they took care of it. But my God, Japan, that was not a great way to end it. I feel sorry for them because they had such a great journey. And, you know, most of the neutrals were fighting for them. But in the end, experience takes over. But just smash it, Kay. Why are you doing these silly penalties? Well, didn't it just take over? I mean, Croatia have advanced both times uh, before this that they'd gone to penalties at the World Cup in 2018, round of 16 and quarterfinals. Remember in 2018, three times it went to at least extra time for them and they kept coming through it. Those guys, when you talk about experience and that mental fortitude as well in this Croatian side, they've definitely shown it. It, it would have been, in fairness though, an underdog story had Japan gone on to do this. The fact that that they got as far as they did, that they showed what they did as well is so much for them to, to take heart from, you have to say. The, the high energy start that we had to this game as well, it feels so long ago now because we're all ready to start at the end of this game in case there was a late goal and it's extra time, then it's penalties. But at first they came out and it was all guns blazing for Japan and it made me wonder, wow, are they going to surprise a few and go even further? Did you get that yeah. feeling too, Luis? 100%. I mean, let's remember the fact that they're in they're, they made it this far, you know, within the fact that they made it from that group that we've talked about, you know, beating Spain and Germany, former World Cup winners is amazing. The fact that they took it to extra time is amazing. The fact that they took it to penalties is amazing. This is Croatia, like you said, very experienced, especially in, in, in extra time. They're the finalists of the 2018 World Cup. They have, you know, one of the greatest players, one of the greatest midfielders the game has ever seen, and Luka Modric, Perisic, of course, uh, passing Davos Sucre in this match. They have a lot of talent, and like you said, Kay, a lot of resiliency. So for them to make it this far, to make it to the penalty shootout, it's a remarkable journey. No doubt they'll continue to rise, especially in Asian football. I think that will continue, but such a cruel, cruel sport, this, this game is, Kay, sometimes. And to lose like that... Well, but hats off to Croatia. You took care of business once again. Let's bring in Ale Moreno, who's been watching this game for us here on the ESPNC Daily. Ale, welcome in. Okay, let's first talk about that penalty shootout. Japan might want to go back to the drawing board for future tournaments. Hey, Ale. Well, first of all, let me just address the uh, slow run-ups that Luis is talking about. My wife was sitting next to me, and she was... Essentially saying the same thing. I hate when they do this. I hate when they have this sort of slow run ups And in the case of Livaya, the player for Croatia, who, by the way, doesn't really matter now because Croatia advanced. But this guy looked as if he was kicking a ball in a warm-up for a Sunday league match instead of a World Cup round of 16 matchup against Japan. Yeah. And, well, of course he missed. Of course it is, because in moments of high pressure, whether you may think that you're cool enough to be able to deliver and handle the moment, guess what? Your body reacts in funny, funny, strange ways. 
because you have all this pressure that you don't quite have when you're practicing uh, and there's nobody watching. Once you bring the faces into the stadium and the moment in that you're in and the significance of that moment, the enormity of it all, guess what? Your body reacts differently. And this is what happens in penalty kick shootouts. You may have trained for this and you may think that this slow run-up is going to work for you. And it doesn't because then your body doesn't quite react the same way that it did in training. And so therefore you end up missing a penalty. And in the case of Japan, while we want to point the finger at Japan and the fact that they miss their, their opportunities in the penalty kick shootout, we also have to be credit to Ligvakovic, the goalkeeper for Croatia, who was outstanding. The Japanese players didn't take him well, but he made the saves, he made the right choices, and in the end ends up being the hero. A rare little prop up there from Ali Moreno for the goalkeepers' union. I will have to tell Shaka Hislop that that happened. <laughs> but what were your overall observations, though, Ali, of the game here between these two sides? Well, the 10 minutes in, I was saying to myself, mm, this looks like extra time and this looks like penalties. Because while Japan was willing to pressure higher up the field than what we have seen earlier in the competition, that wasn't going to last for 90 minutes. It's impossible to keep up that pace. And for them, there is a mechanism in the way that they play in that whenever they go on the front foot, their next reaction, natural reaction is, oh, let's get back over here and absorb pressure so that when we can get out in transition again and get out on the front foot again. They're unable to sustain pressure for long periods of time. They're unable to really trust themselves enough to be parked in the attacking half. And Croatia, on the other hand, well, if you think of matchups for Croatia, Japan was not the right one for them in terms of style. Because if Japan was going to wait for them, they were inviting Croatia to have this possession. Fine. If you're Croatia, you want possession of the ball because you want Modric involved, because you want Kovacic involved. But then you slow down that possession that plays right into the hands of Japan and their willingness to get out and transition whenever they force a turnover. So it, you, for Croatia, you're in between. It's, do, do we really want to have this possession in the attacking half? Because if we don't do anything with this possession, now we're exposing ourselves from the counterattack for Japan. And then Japan, on the other hand, was like, all right, we're waiting for the transition. If we can pressure higher the field, we will, but we feel comfortable over here. So eventually it became a game in which it was played sort of in the middle of the field, hoping for a transition for Japan and hoping for Croatia that maybe they could be a little bit more direct. Neither one of those things happened with any sort of consistency. And so therefore we ended up an extra time and penalty kicks. So from that, Ali, to your point about going so far and stuff, you know, I felt, and obviously it's not a shocker here, but both teams, both teams by, you know, two minutes to go before penalties, they were done. Their tanks were out. You could see it. They were so tired. But in the end, Croatia wins and comes out through. How do you think, now Croatia is going to prepare for their next game, the quarterfinals, because surely that has taken a lot out of them. Do you think they have enough time to recuperate and maybe have a different plan in facing in the next match? You know, what's interesting about Croatia is that as they went into extra time and as they go into penalties, you look at as to whom or who are the players who are going to take these penalties or who are these players that are going to lead this team in extra time. And you're thinking, okay, well, it has to be Modric. No. He's on the bench. He just came off the field. Kovacic, no, he's on the bench. He just came off the field. Okay, well, it has to be Pericic. Uh, no, he's on the bench. He just came off the field. Yeah. It addresses the point that this team, four years down the road from last World Cup, well, obviously, they've gotten older. And so while we like to think of Croatia and Modric and Kovacic and Pericic, 
well, those guys are not quite able to carry the team the way that they did in 2018. So the issue of fitness is a big question for Croatia. And as to how they approach the next match, well, it depends who they're going to play against. But either way, whether it's South Korea and more than likely Brazil, uh, it's going to be high pace. It's going to be high tempo. And you're going to have to defend a lot in, in terms of what Brazil will present or potentially present if they're able to get past South Korea. It's a different challenge for them. It's not a team that really likes to get in behind. It's not a team that really threatens to get in behind uh, in terms of Croatia because they don't have the players to do that. Perez is used to be the guy to do the back and forth. Now he does a lot, a lot more forth than back because he doesn't quite have the same engine that he once did. So to answer your question, I think Croatia at this point must be willing to at the very least, think about some changes. Now, the big names are not going to change, but you need some fresh legs in order to be able to find those spaces in behind to change the speed of the game. Because if you continue to slow the game down, eventually, if it is if it is Brazil that ends up getting past South Korea, Brazil is going to speed it up and you're going to have to be willing to keep up with that. Yeah, and two things that may be not looking great for Croatia, although I will not bet against them. I thought they'd be my dud team in 2018 and they went all the way to the final. So don't listen to me. But anyway, Neymar's starting for Brazil. So that's looking even more likely if everything's to go well for him and he is feeling fit enough to do Neymar things for Brazil. And then entering today, there have been 30 World Cup penalty shootouts. 28 of those haven't been in the final. So of those 28, the team that wins the shootout has advanced or won in their following match only nine times compared to the 19 times they've gone on to be eliminated. So a few things not in the favour of Croatia, but as I said, I will not bet against them again. Let's bring in Mark Ogden, shall we? Because he was also watching this game. What stood out to you, Mark? Well, I just felt it was, it was one of those classic World Cup games where I think Ali was making the point after 10 minutes, you knew that it was, it was going to be a long battle. It was going to go to penalties. It just felt like both teams were either too cautious, too wary of each other, tiredness crept in. And I just think that it was almost like Japan's game plan against Spain and Germany, that the Croatians had worked it out. It was basically sit deep, sit deep and try to hit on the break. I think Croatia were wise to it. And both teams basically just nullified each other. I mean, there were, there were a few chances later on, but it was a game that, it just it was a game that stood out to me as, as two teams that will probably not go any further. I think they reached the limit in this game, I think. And whoever faces Brazil, well, it's going to be Brazil. Croatia face Brazil, I think that'll be the end of the road. I love it. Mark Ogden's just like, it's going to be Brazil. No fear there, right, Louise? I'm it's, well, I mean, it's, it, listen, whenever Mark Ogden wears a hoodie, like, I believe everything. <laughs> like, every single time. I, I love that you're mixing it up, though, Mark. Like, you've got the hoodie, but then you're also going for the studious look with the glasses, too. It's because I can't see the notes. I, you know, I, I might as well wave the white flag now. I cannot see the notes. You know, I just, so I'm, I'm basically trying to read what's been said. But yeah, it's it's cold. It's the aircon as well. You know, it's quite cold in Qatar. Oh, don't start with don't start oh, with the aircon. Here we go. Going between the two. Try living in Miami, and then you'll be used to it. All right, <laughs> um, guys. Before we do get to the preview of Brazil, now we know that Neymar's starting. We know that because Mark Ogden was busy as you like letting us know breaking news. Neymar's starting, which we love, Mark. That's why we do love you. Um, there's been a, a report from our colleague today, Rob Dawson. In fact, a few people have reported on this, but you can go and check out Rob's article over on ESPN.com about Cristiano Ronaldo and Fernando Santos not being very impressed with his reaction 
after he was subbed in that game against South Korea. Rob Dawson tweeting, Portugal coach Fernando Santos says he didn't like Cristiano Ronaldo's reaction to being subbed against South Korea, having only seen the footage after the game. He actually doubled down on it. He said, yes, I didn't like what I saw. No, I didn't like it one bit. And then he wouldn't be drawn as to whether he was going to make him captain against Switzerland in their last 16 game. What's the matter, Louise? I'm just so tired of Ronaldo. I'm so <laughs> Can we please, can we please, like, you know, and I know we're going to talk about Al Nasser and stuff. I'm sure it'll be called Cristiano FC after this. Look, I don't care. Cristiano super fans. Like, you can message me as, as much as you want. I'm just going to be very quick on this, okay? A very good tale to tell your children, a family tale, and it's a really good story, and I think it really symbolizes what I feel about Ronaldo. Okay, the famous scorpion and frog story where the scorpion wants to go across the river, but it doesn't know how to do it. So it says to the frog, hey, can I jump on you and you can take me to the other side? And the frog says, no, you're a scorpion. You're going to like sting me. And the scorpion's like, why would I do that? If I sting you, we both die in the river. So the frog's like, all right, fine, I'll, I'll take you. So there he goes. The scorpion jumps on the frog, goes in the river, halfway through the river. And what does the scorpion do? It stings the frog. And the frog's like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Now we're both going to die. And the scorpion says, I'm a scorpion. There's no other way to know about it. This is Ronaldo. We're always going to know who he is. Like, I have, look, I, I don't doubt for a second or deny his genius on the pitch and what he's giving as a footballer. But Ronaldo cares about one thing, Cristiano Ronaldo. And it's worked for him, obviously, as a player. Who am I to question that? But when you're talking about the aging Ronaldo and who he is as a team player and his reaction to anything, you're always going to get the same thing. He's always going to be the scorpion. So Al Nasser, good luck. Portugal, good luck. But this is the same old Ronaldo. You're never going to get rid of the same personality. Ali Moreno, did you expect to get a wonderful story time like this today as we were talking about Cristiano Ronaldo? <laughs> the frog and the scorpion. Hey, there we go. That's all I needed in my life. Thank you, LME. Now You're welcome, Ali. Fully completed. Are you kidding me with this? All right, but I, hey, in in terms of the point that Luis is making, well, I don't entirely disagree. I, this is Cristiano Ronaldo, and so I'm gonna take this instead from the perspective of Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm gonna take it from the perspective of Fernando Santos. So he comes out and says, uh, "I'm not happy about this. I don't like it. I don't like that. That was his reaction." Okay. All right, Fernando, let me ask you this question then. Are you going to sit him? Are you going to bench him? Are you not going to play him? Well, the answer is no, no, and no. Yes, you're going to play him. Of course you're going to play him. So let's not kid ourselves and say because Cristiano Ronaldo pitched the fit that now he's not going to be on the field for you or that he's not going to be the captain for you or that he's not going to lead Portugal. That's nonsense. He's going to be in the field. He's going to be the captain. He's going to lead this team because he is Cristiano Ronaldo. And everybody along the way has allowed, because of who Cristiano Ronaldo has been on the field and his production, has allowed this guy to behave the way he wants to behave. And at this point, it's way too late to try to rein him back. That had to have been done 20 years ago. It wasn't. And so now you got this unstoppable force that he's going to do what he's going to do. And hopefully for Portugal, that means that he steps on the field, that there's a certain motivation for him to continue to play in this World Cup and that he scores an important goal for, for Portugal. That's it. Fernando Santos, don't kid yourself. You are not going to sit Ronaldo. You're not, you're not going to be the guy who says, well, because he pitched the fit, now he sits on the bench. That should have been done years ago, and he wasn't. Forget about it. Ronaldo will be on the field. And potentially we will be scoring an important goal for Portugal as well.
So why say it, Mark? Why does Fernando Santos even bother to say this instead of just saying it behind closed doors to Cristiano? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's really interesting this because it does signal a bit of a shift with, with Portugal because last week when Ronaldo tried to claim the goal that wasn't his, both Fernando Santos and Bruno Fernandes were saying, oh no, it might be Ronaldo's goal. They were almost terrified to go against him. The fact that Santos has actually said this in public, that he's not happy with Ronaldo, I think that's, that, that, that's a really big statement because we all know that Portugal are about Ronaldo and, and fitting in around Ronaldo. And I'm with Ali. I don't think he'll drop him, but it is it is interesting, and it's, it shows that there's a bit of a dilemma going on there. Because you could argue that the best performance that Portugal have had so far this World Cup was the last half an hour against Uruguay when Ronaldo without Ronaldo, pitch. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think that Portugal are a better team without Ronaldo. I think you know Fernandez comes into his own. Bernardo Silva plays better. You've got you've got talent all over the pitch. You know, Rafael Leao up front has got attributes that that you know Ronaldo hasn't got anymore. He's got pace and he can, and he can run at people, but it's Ronaldo and I. You know, you compare the Ronaldo impact at this World Cup to the Lionel Messi impact. Messi, for me, looks like he's giving everything for the team, his teammates, his country. And you can see the celebrations after the, the Australia game. It, it, it's, it's, the passion is running through Messi. With Ronaldo, it's gone the other way. Ronaldo used to be all about Portugal. Now it is all about him. It's, it's quite sad to see. It's become a bit of a parody, really, that it's all about him. And there's a massive difference. Messi, Ronaldo. You know, Messi used to be accused of not caring about Argentina. If you saw him at this World Cup, you'd never, ever believe that accusation. But you look at Ronaldo and it goes the other way, thinking, it's all about you, Cristiano. No, you've done it. You've done it. No, no. <laughs> I've had a week. You brought up Ronaldo. It. And without a doubt, you brought out Messi and, and the what, comparison. No. I know. Well, listen, I, 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 I did this, this last week. This is the frog and the scorpion again. No. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, had, I've been attacked by an army of Ronaldo scorpions this last week. I've, I've oh, you will be. You, you're about to yeah, be. I, 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 I already have been, so it's, I'm kind of immune to it now. So, bring it on. They wouldn't even dare with hoodie Mark Ogden. No way. No <laughs> That's what I'm wearing. It. Get the hood up. Get the hood up. Save yourself. Mark, yeah, what, on, are you on the, on the, <laughs> what are you hearing on the... What are you hearing on the Al Nasser transfer deal? Uh, because we're seeing that it's potentially a done deal and then there's no official word from his camp. Mm. Who do we believe? Well, I spoke to someone who works with the Saudi Minister of Sports, I'll say. So that, and they have their tentacles in all parts of Saudi football. And they were saying, oh, no, it, it's not right. The, the numbers are wrong and it, it's nothing as advanced as it seems. So it's, the Saudi end is saying it's not as done as it sounds like and treat you with a bit of caution. But everybody else is basically saying, well, it's happening because there's nowhere else for him to go. There's nobody in Europe who wants to take him on his wages and with the problems that he brings. And MLS doesn't seem to be on the agenda for whatever reason. So Saudi Arabia, with all the money involved, and 
it's a bigger picture as well with Saudi. It's not just about the money. It's all about raising the profile of the country as a sporting country ahead of their bid for the World Cup in 2030. So this is all part of the project. So I'd be surprised if he doesn't go to Saudi Arabia. But the reality is people in Saudi Arabia are right now distancing themselves from it. But I, I do think that, you know, there's no smoke without fire on this one. Alejandro Moreno, if you are Ronaldo and you're offered uh, 200 million plus a year, do you take it or leave it? Well, that's in the context that I am Cristiano Ronaldo and I've been <laughs> earning the money that I have been earning over the last however, how many, however many years. And so if I'm him, I go to Major League Soccer. Uh, but of course, a number like $200 million, is, it, it, it's not that you just turn your back on it and walk away and say, nah, I don't need that in my life. Who needs that? But you would assume that Cristiano Ronaldo and his financial situation, he's not struggling to pay the electrical bill. So, <laughs> I'm, look, if I'm him, I go to Major League Soccer and where he's going to be able to do whatever he wants to do, uh, not only on the field, but off the field. And there will be a multitude of, of opportunities that will come about by being in this market, in the United States and in, in the North American market that I think will go beyond the $200 million or however much money he's going to make in Saudi Arabia. So I think the vehicle of Major League Soccer and much more so the vehicle of the North American media market would be, in my opinion, far more appealing than it would be to go to Al Nasser. Uh, and by the way, for Ronaldo on the field, MLS will roll the red carpet and he can do as he wants whenever he wants. And it would be a momentous situation and occasion for uh, Major League Soccer to have this shift. This would be like a Beckham situation that, that happened in 2006 that he shifted the reality of Major League Soccer and raised the profile. This would do that again and again and again because of who Cristiano Ronaldo is. And just quickly, I'm just going to quickly, I completely agree with what Ale is saying, 100%. And he would steal the headline of Messi, possibly to Miami. He would steal it. And, and, and Ronaldo, and Ronaldo those, would take that in a heartbeat. For those, and I'm not saying they're right, for those who call him a tapping merchant, I don't know what Ali Moreno is going to think of that, because I think that he likes to have that tag when it comes to MLS players. <laughs> hey, what did you just say? A tapping merchant, a my kind of range merchant. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, I'll I'll take my kind of range. I thought we were going in the direction of the frog and the scorpion again. I have no idea what was happening. <laughs> well, listen, we have had a fan question him. It says, "We all know LME's answer, but would you be genuinely happy to see Ronaldo win the World Cup, Mark?" Uh, yeah, I, I would actually, because you know he's won everything. He's won. He's won everything he could win, apart from the Europa League, which he doesn't want to win anyway. So let's be honest, he, he's got the full cabinet apart from the World Cup. But so has the other guy, Lionel Messi. He, he won the Copa America. Oh, you've done it again? So. <laughs> no, well, you, well, this is what it's all about. You see, so look at the World Cup bracket. Right? Look at the top, you've got Argentina, you've got the bottom, Portugal. I, I just think, let's settle this debate once and for all, right? Let's get to the fight in the World Cup final. Argentina v Portugal, and it goes to penalties, right? And they've both got the last penalty for that. Can you imagine the drama? The World Cup is on the line. It's a penalty shooter, Ronaldo or Messi. I mean, what a story that'd be. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be better than Ronaldo playing for LA Galaxy against Messi's into Miami. This is like, this would be 
the World Cup is on the light and the ball. I remember being at a, uh, a Euro 2012 semi-final. And again, talking about it's all about Ronaldo. It was Portugal, Spain. And Ronaldo waited until to, to be the last penalty taker. So he'd get all the glory, the camera shots. But Portugal missed the penalty. So he didn't actually get to take a penalty. So his gamble backfired. So even then, 10 years ago, it was about him. So if you have a penalty shootout in the World Cup final against Argentina, does he go first? Does he go last? Anyway, that's my ideal scenario. And whoever no. wins it, there they go. There they go. They have to win the World Cup. No way. Because do you know what? The people who are so crazy in favour of either side, of either camp, I almost feel like they deserve for eternity to not get anything that would be a definitive <laughs> answer on that. Yeah, and I feel yeah. as though that would yeah. be. So or, let's just or, okay. keep going. Or, or it does happen, but Ronaldo and Messi are terrible in the match and it's actually won by an own goal or something. <laughs> and, and the argument yeah. yeah, but then they'd still be able to say one of them won the World Cup and they would think that that was the argument settler. Can yeah. I just say, well, I, would be, I would be absolutely delighted to see him. And I was the same as I was to see Portugal win the Euros. And maybe there is a little bit of bias in there when I was at Real Madrid. It was when he signed That's for Real Madrid, so... That's I was working I alongside him regularly. I saw the competitor that he is, the professional that he is, and I would actually love to see it. I have to say that before LME, even though they said they know your answer. We're going to go to <laughs> Ale next because I still do want to hear from you, Luis. Ale, would you be genuinely happy to see Ronaldo win it? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very simple. It has nothing to do with Cristiano Ronaldo. If Cristiano Ronaldo is winning the World Cup, it means that one of my South American teams is not winning. So exactly. this is a completely biased opinion. I want a South American team to win. I'm True. from South America. That's where my connection is. That's where my heart is. You so say you want Messi to win it. No, because if Brazil wins it, I'm happy too. So it has nothing to do with Messi either. I don't, I don't discriminate. If you're from South America, I like you. If you're not, eh, probably not. That's that, that, it's simple as that. I want my South American team to win it. I, to be, to be honest, I was perhaps one of the only people from South America that was slightly happy about Saudi Arabia beating Argentina because that opened the possibility of Argentina going into the other side of the bracket so that right. then Brazil and Argentina could play in the final. Yeah, that didn't happen in the end. And so now uh, I'm looking forward to potentially Brazil and Argentina in the semifinals and then the winner from that to go on and win the whole thing. For me, it's not about Ronaldo. For me, it's just about South America winning. Luis? Preach, brother. Preach. I love it. I love it. I mean, look, I was born and raised in England as well. So, obviously, I want, uh, I, I want the final, which I thought. Brazil against England. And I think my head is saying that Brazil will take this whole thing. But uh, I completely agree with Ali. Look, look again, I, I respect Ronaldo as a footballer. He is ridiculous. He, look, what he has given us, a goal scorer or whatever. But in terms of who I think of him and what he's done, you know, from, from the Scorpion perspective, I'd rather have... Okay, <laughs> Here we go I'd again. Have, I'd rather have Portugal win it, but Rafael <laughs> score a hat-trick. How's that? I can't think of too many players that I wouldn't be genuinely happy to see win it, though, uh, to add to that. It's too, right? Madrid, hey, somehow, somehow, Kay managed to turn this conversation around and talk about my time in Real Madrid. Let me remind you, when I worked <laughs> no, but at let, Real let Madrid... Let me add context <laughs> to it, because it yeah. is somebody that I worked closely to, so yeah. I feel as though I always do support him yeah. in that way. Because of course. Of, Listen, of everybody, back when I him. was having lunch with Zinedine Zidane... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I was on that private charter jet next to Zidane on the way to America with Real Madrid when I travelled the world with them. Anyway, enough about me. Let's talk about Brazil, South Korea. Mark Ogden, how do you see this one going? 
I think I kind of gave away my hand about 10 minutes ago by saying that yeah, Brazil are going to face Brazil. Croatia. Yeah, I think, you know, South Korea are, are what they are. They're always, they always set up at a World Cup, do well, get a group every now and again. But it's Brazil. I mean, you know, it's Brazil. I just think that it's hard to look against Brazil. You know, Richarlison is having a good tournament. And this Casemiro is having a good tournament. Brazil are the best team so far. Even though they're not flawless, they're the best team that we've seen. And Brazil, look at this thinking, we've got South Korea, we've got Croatia, an old ageing, tiring Croatia, they've basically got a bite to the semi-finals. That'll be the Brazilian mentality because that's what they do at World Cups. They, they just roll things over. So this is Brazil all the way for me. Ale? Yeah, I think when you think of Brazil in this competition and let's, let's kind of forget and put aside the game against Cameroon. In the first couple of games, they weren't at their very best and yet they look, they look comfortable enough. And I just think the best of Brazil is yet to come in the World Cup. They are just, I believe, in the group stage, just kind of generating some momentum. But this time, knockout stage, is when I expect the very best from Brazil, when I expect the quality to take over, the attacking half to take over, and then you start seeing performances that are the ones that are going to separate Brazil from most other teams in this competition. As it pertains to this game, I just don't like the matchup for South Korea, not only because it's Brazil, but because of the way that South Korea wants to play and the way that they have been successful in this tournament. Sometimes they do like to get out in transition. And while that may work at times against Brazil, if you get out in transition with Brazil in a back and forth, who do you think is going to win that? Who, who, who do you think has the tools in order to be able to find spaces and then exploit those spaces? Well, that's Brazil. So I look at Brazil as getting past South Korea. And of course, for them, the goals are much bigger than just the round of 16. But I, much more so than looking at Brazil getting past South Korea, I'm looking for a better performance than even what we have seen so far in the tournament from Brazil as they continue to ramp up in this competition and look forward to what's ahead. Luis? Yeah, yeah no, I mean, th there's not much more to add from that. To me, it, this is Brazil. There is nothing that we should be taking away from South Korea aside from the fact that they are so... Uh, it's so great to see them being here in the first place. But the key here is this. Brazil, especially after losing to Cameroon, regardless of the rotation, Neymar coming back, Coach Chiche's last World Cup, like this is not going to be uh, Brazil bowing out in the round of 16. They're going to go out full force. And South Korea do two things, just like Ali said. They love to play in transition, and they sometimes like to press and be physical. You can't do that with Brazil, uh, especially when they're fully, fully at their strength. They're going to go out there. They're going to go out there for blood, and Brazil's going to win this. All right. Well, we will let Mark and Ale go and get ready to watch that game as well. Thanks so much for being with us. Remember the story you learned today, Ale? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll keep that close to my heart. Believe me. I'll send the audio message. Don't worry, Ale. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll speak to you soon. Well, we are on the subject of Brazil, Lola Luis. We saw a really lovely tweet today from Pele's account taking us way back. Well, it's not even taking us back because we weren't even thought of back then. Sweden, 1958. He's a 17-year-old. And uh, I know you highlighted this. In 1958, I walked the streets thinking about fulfilling the promise I made to my father. I know that today many people have made similar promises and are also going in search of their first World Cup. I'll be watching from the hospital and I'll be rooting for each one of you. Good luck. How lovely, Louise. Just beautiful, beautiful. And obviously, there's a lot going on in terms of reporting about Pele's health. Obviously, the first and foremost, we wish him and his family the absolute best. Hopefully, he's getting the best treatment available. Uh, but, you know, 
in addition to everything that we've talked about, this Brazilian national team, there is no doubt in the world that uh, all of those players are also think Coach Chiche himself. I had to reread uh, this great book right here from our friend Andrew Downey about the 1970 World Cup, arguably the best World Cup team ever in that Brazilian side, Pele, of course. But that photo is just so beautiful. 17 years old, okay? 17 years old, Pele, right there. So it's just beautiful. Beautiful to read, beautiful to see. And, you know, hopefully Brazil will be emotionally motivated as well because the greatest, arguably the greatest player that's ever lived uh, is rooting for them, uh, you know, Abed from hospital. Yeah, and we're all rooting for Pelé as well. And we're looking forward to seeing what happens in this game between Brazil and South Korea. And we are looking forward to seeing Neymar back in action. Join us after it. We will be right here with all the reaction.